0: I'm sure he was not referring to any except my beard in the likeness. Amen. Good to see you all this morning. Well, thank you. It's nice, nice of you to say that. Praise the Lord. Open your Bibles, if you would, to the book of 1 Kings. 1 Kings, chapter 12. 1 Kings, chapter 12. This is a Christmas message. I have a gift for you in the Word of God this morning. It's really, uh, I'd like to be uh, more positive, but this is a negative message that has a positive conclusion uh, in your life. So here in 1 Kings chapter 12, let's begin reading in verse number 1. And Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel were come to Shechem to make him king. And it came to pass when Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who was yet in Egypt, heard of it, for he was fled from the presence of King Solomon, and Jeroboam dwelt in Egypt, that they sent and called him, and Jeroboam and all the congregation of Israel came and spake unto Rehoboam, saying, Thy father, who's Rehoboam's father? Father. Who's his father? Okay, y'all got that, right? He give you the answer, he cheated. Uh, and thy father made our yoke grievous. Now therefore, make thou the grievous service of thy father, and his heavy yoke, which he put upon us, lighter, and we will serve thee. And he said unto them, Depart, yet for three days, then come again to me. And the people departed. And King Rehoboam Consulted with the old men. Circle that word there, if you would. Old men, the old men, the old men. I'm with that group right there. With the old men. um, That stood before Solomon, his father, while he yet lived, and said, How do you advise that I may answer this people? And they spake unto him, saying, If thou wilt be servant unto this people this day, and will serve them, and answer them, and speak good words to them, then, there's the result of doing that, then they will be thy servants forever. But he forsook the counsel of the, circle that word again, the old men, which they had given him, and consulted with, uh, circle that word, the young men, that were grown up with him, and which stood before him. And he said unto them, so he's talking now to the, the young, young bucks there, He said unto them, "'What counsel give ye?' That Notice the word doesn't say, "'I,' but now it says, "'we,' "'that we may answer this people who have spoken to me, "'saying, Make the yoke which thy Father did put upon us lighter.' "'And the young men,' circle that one, "'the young men that were grown up with him, "'spake unto him, saying, Thus shalt thou speak unto this people uh, "'that spake unto thee, saying, Thy Father made our yoke heavy.' Make But make thou it lighter unto us. Thus shalt thou say unto them My little finger shall be thicker than my father's loins. And now, whereas my father did laid you with a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father hath chastened you with whips, but I will chasten you with scorpions. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day as the king had appointed, saying, Come to me again the third day. And the king answered the people roughly and forsook, whose whose words? The old men's counsel that they gave him, and spake to them after the counsel of the young men, saying, My father... Made your yoke heavy, and I will add to your yoke. My father also chastised you with whips, but I will chasten you with scorpions. Wherefore, the king hearkened not on the people, for, uh, for the cause was from the Lord, that he might perform this saying, which the Lord spake by Ahijah the Shilonite, unto Jeroboam the son of Nebat. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Father, uh, there's a group of young people here. Uh, Lord, that need counsel from your word and by your spirit. And I ask you, Father, to help me uh, to make it plain and simple and understood uh, in their ears. Help them to have ears to hear and apply some truths to their life that might change the outcome of their life in the days ahead. Father, uh, I ask that the Holy Spirit of God would help me and help them. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, the group of people that are associated with this portion of Scripture, there's five of them, uh, four including, and then also including Solomon. But you got Jeroboam, you got Rehoboam. How many of you know who Jeroboam is? All right. Jeroboam, Rehoboam, that's the son of of Solomon. Uh, And then you got the old men. That's my group, right? Then you got the young men uh, that are there that grew up with Rehoboam. So. What we're reading here, and you really need to go back and, and read some of the other portions of Scripture. In First Kings 11, uh, you can see a little bit about uh, Solomon. And then in First Kings 11, uh, most of the chapter, you can read about Jeroboam and then Rehoboam, which is the heir apparent uh, to Solomon, his father's uh, throne. And then you got the old men that stood before Solomon. They were the counselors for King Solomon. And then you got the young men that grew up, it says, with Rehoboam. They're his buddies, his peers. So what we find taking place for us right here is happening right after Solomon has died. And the funeral service has been held. And, uh, you know, everything has taken place there. And now Solomon's son is about to take the throne and take forth and wear that crown that his father wore. And take Solomon's place And that that son's name is Rehoboam. Um, This is taking place at Shechem, the area, for this coronation of this new king. So Jeroboam, if you understand and have read these portions of your scripture, and if you're not, like I said, go back and read it so you can get a little bit more of the detail. We don't have time for that here this morning. But he has returned from Egypt where he fled. He fled away from Solomon because he hears that that coronation service uh, is about to take place for Solomon's son. And, uh, you know, he didn't want to be around uh, there with Solomon, and there's reasons for that. He was a servant uh, there in the house of Solomon, in the, in the, the, the official service, I guess. And uh, you can read about that as well in the previous chapters. So Jeroboam has been met by a man of God by the name of Ahijah before, and that prophet had told him that uh, he's going to split the kingdom. And he's going to give two, uh, two of those tribes, the northern tribes of Israel, uh, to one king. And then he's going to give the other ten tribes to the other uh, that's going to be ruling and reigning there. And you need to read about that as well over in chapter 11. So the Bible account here that God gives to us in this portion of Scripture, you have to understand Solomon's dead now. Rehoboam is about to be crowned. He's going to be the next king. And Jeroboam comes back now where he fled to Egypt to get away uh, from Solomon, who was going to take him out. And uh, so he comes back and Rehoboam, uh, you know, sees that he has come back. And he's, uh, he's uh, confronted by Jeroboam with his buddies, Jeroboam's buddies. And they come and they said, you know, we've had it rough here under your daddy's uh, reign, and now that you're going to be the king, we'd like for you to lighten what's been going on in our lives. Now, that's really the background of this. Now I want to get to the meat of this for you, and I want you to stop and think about uh, how, to, how, how you can become a success, no, how you can become a failure. I want to tell you how to become a failure uh, in your life. Now, first thing, you got old guys and young guys in this portion of Scripture, and what has happened here is you notice that, that he has rejected the counsel of the old men. He's rejected the counsel of those that are elders in his life uh, and doesn't want them. Uh, that would be like you ignoring your pastor's counsel, your youth pastor's counsel, or maybe a godly man or woman uh, in this church. You're ignoring them or ignoring your dad, uh, you know, and the counsel that your dad gives you, ignoring all those elders, those old goomers that God has placed in your life to give you some sound doctrine uh, in your life to help you so that you can learn uh, by that old man and that old woman's experience in life where they blew it, where they didn't learn from the Scripture and they didn't apply the Scripture and the results that would have happened in their life. So uh, you can stop and think about all the, the experience that older people have had. I could sit here and stand here and tell you story after story after story over the dumb things that I did before I got saved and even some of the dumb things I did after I got saved as a new Christian. Uh, But fortunately, I had some godly people in my life. My mom and dad were not saved. My brother was not saved. My sister was not saved, to my knowledge, at that time. And I hung around with the wrong crowd as a lost man and that, that wrong crowd got me involved in some sinful activity uh, that still haunts me today in your mind. You never get rid of those things that you did from your mind. You can ask the Lord to cover them by the blood of Christ and give you a victory over those things and wash those things away, but there's, they're still there, and every once in a while the devil, even your own flesh, will bring those things back to your remembrance and just mess with your life. So I want you to notice that this uh, young man here, Rehoboam, look at chapter 12, verse number 6, he did exercise a little bit of wisdom here. It says in verse 6, the king Rehoboam consulted with the old men. So he did decide to get some counsel uh, from this older group of individuals. These old men had been around for a while. They weren't uh, newbies on the block. They had counseled Solomon for who knows how many years. Solomon reigned for 40 years uh, who knows how long they were with him, but they're old. And so by request here of Jeroboam, can you ease up a little bit, Rehoboam? Can you ease up on how you've been dealing like your dad has been dealing with us? And we don't, we don't want you to be like that anymore. And if you do that, they said, we'll serve you. We'll, we'll be okay. And so what Rehoboam says is, okay, come back in three days. And he comes back three days later. The, this group comes back. But he goes to the old men first, and he asks them this question, What should I do? What what advice do you give me that I should should give to these folks that have come to me? So the advice, if you notice here in verse number 7, that these older men, these elders, these folks that were in his father's life, and now are in his life, and he could have used their counsel, and he says, If you serve them, they will be thy servants forever. Their advice is, now that you're going to be the king here, then you need to be a servant. He's in a position of leadership, but, but they tell him, you need to have a servant's attitude. You need to have a servant's heart, even though you're on the top. So you want to be on top, and if you want to be on top, then you need to, you need to settle down a little bit on the bottom and, and learn how not to exalt yourself, but to humble yourself. So if you're going to be a leader in your community, if you're going to be a leader in your youth group, if you're going to be a leader in your school group, uh, in your ministry, whatever it is, just serve. Learn how to serve people. Amen. Learn how to have not just a servant's heart, but be a servant. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the attitude of most people that are in leadership these days. I mean, they look at uh, As a pastor, I was a pastor for 35 years. I plunged the toilets, I mopped the floors, I, I cleaned up after people, I was there, turned off the lights, changed the light bulbs, uh, you name it. And you said, well, you're the pastor. Yeah, but you know, I was the pastor of a group of people. And those people needed to have an example of their leadership being a servant as well. You can't ask somebody to do something you wouldn't do yourself. And I'm sure you see that with your pastor uh, and your youth pastor, and you know individuals in this church that that uh, have an attitude of of being a servant unto those around them. But unfortunately, a lot of folks in leadership positions do not have that kind of a of an attitude these days. They they won't do those things. So servitude is lacking today. So here you are. You're coming up into the places of leadership. In the days of that, some of you in here are going to be deacons, Sunday school teachers. Who knows what you're going to be? I hope that you're going to be involved for the rest of your days of your life, and not just, you know, after teen class is over and I'm 18, I'm 19, I can go do what I want to do. Uh, you don't want to do that. That's, that's, bad. that's bad counsel if you take that kind of counsel. So not only do the old men tell, tell Ribom to be a servant, but then they also tell him to serve them. Don't just have this, this you know, attitude of a servant, but be a servant. So that's what he says, serve them. You would think it wouldn't be necessary to tell somebody, you know, because you told them to be a servant, that they should serve. No, they need to serve. So as a pastor, you would never think that your pastor, uh, your youth pastor, your whatever, anybody in leadership uh, would have to be told to serve. They have a servant's heart, so therefore that's why your youth pastor serves you. That's why he loves you. That's why he wants you to to grow in your walk with the Lord and and, and, and have the results of the Holy Spirit of God uh, in your life. So the advice of the old men here is answer them. Answer them. Give them an answer. Don't ignore them. I've seen people that they would, honestly, I could tell you stories of guys who... Who say, well, you know, people would come to them and say, Pastor, what are you doing? Not, not to me, but to other pastors. And, and they say, well, you know, uh, I'll pray about it. That That's a cop-out. Because if you say you're going to pray about it, and then you don't do anything, and you don't answer them, and you don't come back and give them what God has laid upon your heart, then you're not answering them. And sometimes that's just a, that's just a, a cop out, you know. Well, I'll pray about it. That, I, I came to realize with one individual that every time he said that, he meant he wasn't going to do anything about it. He was just going to let it pass. He was going to push it aside. So answer them. Don't ignore people. Respect people. Give an answer to them when they ask you a question. I, I, I'm going to tell you this. I, you know, I, my son was was our youth pastor for about seven years. Uh, he. Then he did the college and career class for about ten years. Uh, He's written a book about his relationship with his children uh, and what he wanted them to learn, and he wrote it down and gave that to them. So he's always had a heart for young people. Uh, my, My wife's brother, Gary, has been involved with college and career classes for 40 years just about and does a tremendous job with them, teaching them leadership. But being around young people, have you ever heard, or maybe you've said it, some adult says something to you, and you just say, whatever, whatever. Uh, one of the ones I used to hear was, talk to the hand, the hand don't talk back. You ever said that one? Huh? It's a old. That's old? A just a little bit? Well, anyway, that's what I heard, okay? Uh, I am one of the old men, so obviously it should be there in that case, sorry. So when, when somebody is like that, that's a disrespect uh, towards the people that you're talking to. And uh, that's not right. You, don't, you, know, you need to answer people the right way, not the wrong way. So fourthly, these old men say to Rehoboam, you know, speak good words to them, not harsh words. Good words, kind words. Uh, in other words, don't provoke them intentionally. You're about to be king. And, you know, you ought to have a right attitude uh, towards those that you're serving there. So the Bible says, and you know these verses, in fact, it's in your memory verse there about your relationship with your parents there in Colossians chapter 3 and uh, verse 20. And then it's over in Ephesians as well about what a child should do concerning their parents. But Proverbs 15, one says, a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. How you respond to somebody speaking to you, whether grievously or kindly, will have an attitude uh, in their heart that may not be something that you want them to think about you that way. Proverbs fifteen eight: A wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. Can calm it down, can squash the problem. Proverbs 10, uh, verse 12, Hatred stirreth up strifes, but love covereth all sins. So if you want people to help you, if you want people to be a blessing to you, if you want people to encourage you, don't stir the pot with rough words, with nasty words, with language that would not be uh, helpful in that relationship. Uh, you don't have to jump in other people's face. Learn how to humble yourself uh, before others. Be kind with your words. So that's the advice that the old man gave gave to him. And our text says in verse 13, "...and the king answered the people roughly." And notice that, "...and forsook the old men's counsels that they gave him." So the results are, he has rejected, he has refused the counsel of the old men, and he's going to, about to take the counsel of the young men, and you'll see that here. So the results that the old man said would happen is, "...they'll serve you forever." If if you're like this, they'll they'll be they'll serve you. So to be a servant to serve them, they're going to answer you rightly. They're going to serve you rightly. They're going to speak good words to to you because you're speaking good words to them, and they will be your servants forever. Now that's the wisdom that the old goomers gave them. That's the counsel, the advice that the old goomers gave them. And and I know when you're your age, because believe it or not, even though I'm 73 and next month, I was young once. I didn't always have gray hair. I wasn't always, you know, round. Uh, I used to be tall and slender. I I had a 32 inch waist and a 32 inch length to my pants. My grandkids are taller than I am now and they're sitting in here and they can attest to, to what I'm telling you, I'm sure. But the sound advice that they the old men give to him uh, is something that young people don't want to accept, they don't want to receive. You know, that's being a chump. You, know, you, you do that, you, you're showing you're weak, you know, that you can't handle, you know, that, uh, you know, stand up for yourself. Uh, you're not, you know, and the buddies, you're not going to be the man, you know, you're not going to be the one that's, uh, no, it was sound advice. Yeah. It was right advice. So humble yourself, Rehoboam, and they will serve you. Uh, you know, and you'll you'll be happy with what the outcome will be in your life. But they, you know, a lot of times, young people think that's a sign of weakness. You know, you got to be the tough guy. So that's what Rehoboam thought there. It's, he says, you know, that that's advice for suckers, and I'm not taking that advice. Uh, I'm not going to be a pushover. I'm the king. I'm the guy in authority. Uh, I'm the head honcho here. You know, and uh, you know he. Uh, he didn't want to treat them that way because he thought he didn't need to treat them that way. Now, if Rehoboam had followed the advice that those older men had given him, uh, he would have been a success, and God would have blessed uh, his life. But he flat out rejects that advice. Look at First Kings chapter 12, look at verse number 8. But he forsook the counsel of the old men which they had given him. And consulted with the young men, so he pushes the old man's advice away, and then he goes to his buddies there. When, when you flat out reject the counsel of the old goomers in your life, those people, whether it's your dad, your mom, you know, an aunt, an uncle, you know, a godly man, a godly person uh, in your life, when you reject that uh, from someone who's been there, done that. I, I, can, I wish I could be a little bit more open with you, but I don't want to be that way because I don't want to put things in your head. Uh, right now you might think I'm a good guy, but I did some dumb, stupid, foolish things. Even after I got saved, and part of that was because I was hanging with somebody who said they were saved and weren't, and they were bringing me into the same hole that they were living in. And at the time, I just thought it was cool. You know, he was an older man. Uh, I was uh, 18, 17, 18. His name was Ray Ryersy. He's dead now, but he was about 26. Uh, We bowled together, and as a result of being in four bowling leagues together, uh, we did things that that I was counseled by and encouraged by him to do. And it, it wasn't good. It wasn't profitable. And it was not something that really I would even be proud of talking about but um, the results of this council of these old men is being rejected, is being pushed aside, uh, refused, and they just didn't want to, he didn't want to take it. So the old Goomers who have been through things will tell you, yeah, uh, I, I know what you're thinking, I know what's going through your head, but it's the same old stuff. And you know somebody at 73 has experienced some things that maybe you haven't experienced yet, but you will. And there's some good things that you need to experience, but there's some bad things you don't need to experience. Um, the old goomers will tell you, just listen and take the advice, and, and because we already did that, we already tried that, and we can tell you it's not going to work. It's not going to be profitable. You just listen to us, uh, and uh, don't lose. Be a winner. A lot of times, young people think they know uh, the answers. They think they know uh, what should be done. Uh, they think they know the right thing to do, uh, and there's some reasons for that. But you know, the old goomers are trying to keep you out of jail. The old goomers are trying to keep you from getting pregnant. The old goomers are trying to keep you from getting strung out on booze and and drugs. That your buddies that are in the world might tell you, "Oh man, it's cool, it's good." It's not. But I'm here to tell you, it'll ruin your life. Uh, it'll destroy your heart. It'll destroy your relationship with mom and dad and those in authority in your life. Uh, and you will lose the blessings of God uh, in your life. And you, you know, a lot of times people say, well, "Yeah, well, you did it, and look, you turned out all right." Yeah, but you don't know the regrets that you can have as an old person about things that you did when I was your age. There are regrets. Uh, you think you know better, but you don't. Rehoboam, even though he's the son of Solomon who wrote those Proverbs and was classified as a very wise man, even he did some dumb things. Um, look at, um, if we got time here. Look at, look at chapter 11 of 1 Kings, just one chapter back. And look look what it says in verse 1. This is the wise man, Solomon. King Solomon loved many strange women. Uh, those are heathen women. Together with the daughter of Pharaoh, women of uh, the Moabites, Amazites, and so on. Look at verse 2. Of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, ye shall not go into them, neither shall they come in unto you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods, Solomon clave, unto these in love. And you read through the rest of this, next ten verses here in this chapter, and you see, he just did foolish things, as a wise man, and did some foolish things. So, the second point is, that Rehoboam, he rejects the counsel of the old men, but he heeds the advice of the young men. He heeds the advice of his friends. He heeds the advice of his peers. Someone that really, they know nothing about life. They know nothing about, you know, the right thing. Uh, uh, they, they're going to give him some advice, some counsel. Look at verse number 8 of 1 Kings 12. Uh, right at the end there, but and consulted with the young men which were grown up with him and which stood before him. So here he's got some other ones that are his peers, buddies of his, that he grew up with from kindergarten. You know, he's been hanging with them, and uh, they're his friends, and he's going to take the advice of these young men as opposed to the advice of the older men. And he's taking advice from from some people that are still wet behind the ears. Uh, People that are just as wet behind the ears as you are. People that are as wet behind the ears as I was. And hopefully it's dried out a little bit, you know, over the years. So he takes the advice, and he's dumb. I know you think going to your your friends is going to be a good thing, going to be a positive thing. But, you know... Not true. You may have some friends that are godly men and women. You may have some good friends, some good peers that that are going to offer you good counsel. And I would hope that you hang with that group. Um, But here he is, he's about to be king and he's getting advice from his peeps uh, that know nothing about I know I'm old. uh, That know nothing about life. They know nothing about being a king. They know nothing. Ribbon grew up in the king's palace. These 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 guys are just hanging around, you know, for what they can get out of it. So Ribom number one, is dumb for even asking the wrong group. So he goes to his boys, he goes to his friends, uh, you know, and, and the same stupid answer, uh, things uh, are what he's getting from them. Uh, they don't have a clue. Now I need to show you something here before uh, about Rehoboam that you might not have caught, uh, but I, I mentioned it as we were reading it. He knew, I believe in his heart, I, and I believe in my heart, that he knew ahead of time he wasn't going to take the old men's counsel. He was going to take his friend's counsel. In verse number 6 of First Kings 12, and I, and I pointed the words out to you, he says to the old man, How do you advise that I may answer the people? And then verse 9, when he's talking to his buddies, what counsel give ye that we may answer the people? Mm. You know, uh, this guy, Rehoboam, has got some wrong thinking going on. Uh, He has the misconception that when, you know, everything breaks loose and the fur hits the fan, that uh, his buddies are going to be there with him uh, even after all the negative will come into his life. Because, you know, after all, these guys rode around in his chariot. Uh, they were friends. They were buddies. You know, they did things together. Uh, they went to the parties together. They hung with the same people. They, But they're spending your money because you're the king and you're loaded. So they're living off of you, uh, Rehoboam, and they're not going to be there when you get into trouble. When you get in trouble for the advice that your friends give to you and it ends up being reversed and causing you problems, they're not going to be anywhere around. Uh, they're going to abandon you after they've used you and kicked you to the side. Uh, they're going to have nothing to do with you. Your friends will abandon you when you know, what they have told you didn't work. Uh, you think they're going to have your back? No, they're not going to have your back. They're going to be hitting the road. Look at verse nine. And he said unto them, What counsel give you that we may answer this people, who have spoken to me, saying, Make the yoke which thy father did put upon me upon us lighter? And the young men that were grown up with him, see, i don't underline those words so you know who it is. Spake unto him, saying, Thus shalt thou speak unto the people that speak unto thee, saying, Thy father made our yoke heavy. But make thou it lighter unto us, thus shalt thou say unto them, My little finger shall be thicker than my father's loins. And now whereas my father did lay you with a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father hath chastened you with whips, but I will chasten you with scorpions. So look at the results, verse 12. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day, like he was told to. Uh, in Verse 13, And the king answered the people, Look at that, roughly. And forsook the old men's counsel that they gave him, and spake to them after the counsel of the young men, saying, My father, again, verse 15, Wherefore the king hearkened not unto the people, for the cause was from the Lord. It's amazing, uh, you know, the negative influence that people can have in your life. But the Lord, uh, you know, is really not your enemy, he's your friend, and he wants to help you. So the rubber hits the road here in verse number 15. The kingdom splits because of uh, the pride of this young man, uh, and he took the wrong advice. He had no clue. His friends had no clue what the result would be, but those those 12 tribes ended up in the two groups, and Rehoboam's got a part, and Jeroboam's got a part, and it just turns into a mess, and you read through the you know, Kings and Chronicles and you find out the results of that. But if you notice in verse number sixteen of chapter number twelve I may not return with thee nor go in with thee, neither will I eat bread. Oh, to go to the wrong place or them. the wrong chapter. Chapter twelve, verse sixteen, excuse me. Excuse me, verse 16. So when all Israel saw that the king hearkened not unto them, the people answered the king, saying, "What portion have we in David? Neither have we inheritance in the son of Jesse. To your tents, O Israel! Now see to thine own house, David." So Israel departed unto their tents. So what you have is a split of the of the twelve tribes, the kingdom of the kingdom there. We don't need to follow you, Rehoboam. We don't need, you know, to uh, submit to you. We're going home. We're done with this. And those friends of his who thought that they were going to be the big shots and they're going to be, you know, Secretary of State (coughs) when he takes over as king and they're going to have a position of authority, you know, in the new kingdom. Uh, But Rehoboam, who still thinks he's the man, sends in the IRS. Look at verse 18. Then King Rehoboam sent Adoram, which was over the tribute, and all Israel stoned him with stones that he died. Therefore King Rehoboam made speed to get him up to his chariot to flee to Jerusalem. So Israel rebelled against the house of David unto this day. So those two tribes of Judah that, you know, he's reigning over, and Jeroboam's got the ten tribes, you know, under his authority. So he took the advice from his friends, which was not good advice, and he's losing everything. He's going to lose everything. And of course he beats feet and uh, you know, takes the whooping and leaves. Not good advice. Where are his friends now? Yeah. See, that's the part that you've got to realize when you take that advice. Where are those guys that gave you that advice? Where are those girls that gave you that advice? Where are they? They're nowhere to be found. So he heeded the advice of his friends, and he rejected the advice of the old men that had some wisdom, and the result was he's a failure. He's a failure. Uh, Maybe not as much as could have happened, but he's a failure. Bad advice will get you in trouble every time. And the problem is that oftentimes when you make a decision, you don't realize how it affects other people. The the whole nation was affected by his decision. I mean, they're split into segments. You realize that your family is going to be affected. Your parents are going to be affected by wrong decisions, by wrong choices. There's been many a parent who cried themselves to sleep because their kids made some bad choices. I got two of my grandkids in there, three of my grandkids in there, and my prayer for them every single morning is God help them to make right, godly choices. Because you're confronted with decisions all day long, choices all day long. And you need to realize that the choices you make, are, they're going to have some consequences. You might have some blessings when you make right choices. You will have some blessings. But if you make the wrong choice, you're going you're gonna to receive and reap the negative aspect of all that. So my, my heart's prayer for you as young people is uh, watch out for who you hang with and who you take advice from. Uh, don't reject the counsel and the advice of your mom and your dad and, and your pastors. And listen to what, uh, to what they're trying to tell you because they're trying to keep you in the road of blessing. Uh, not the road that's going to end up negatively in your life, Father. Thank you for your word, uh, Lord. I hope that uh, made this clear and understandable here this morning, and Father, these young people, Lord, I, Lord, I've always loved being around young people, Lord. It's just it's it's good for my heart. It's good for my spirit, Father. I thank you for these young folks here, Lord. I, I'm blessed when I see them singing and serving and doing things, Father. Help them to have. A right heart always, and make right choices, godly choices every day, and uh, Lord, to be careful of the the crowd that would try to influence them negatively, Lord, and help them to turn away from that, and reject that bad counsel, and take the advice and the counsel of someone that knows something about life, and about the Bible, and about what's true. And we pray this in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.
1: Think about this for just a second. And we dismissed. I don't think that Rehoboam Baum anticipated that outcome. <laughs> I don't think he thought it through and had any expectation that things were going to turn out the way that they did. And the choices that 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 we make, and especially this stage in your life, the choices that you are going to make, you have no idea how impactful the consequences could be. How large how big how important the consequences can be for good or for bad and the reason that god gave you parents and the reason that god established authority in your life and the reason that god said you need to look to uh some people with some more experience and the wisdom that comes from it is because they're better at anticipating the outcomes <laughs> they're better at looking down the road and seeing where that road leads because they have traveled those roads before. So uh, the, the the point of the lesson from the scripture this morning is not to insult you and say, you know, you, you, you should never talk to your friends. The point of the lesson this morning is God has put some people in your life who are older than you for a reason, and you really need to be serious about the choices that you make and learn to think down the road and then take advantage of who and what God has put in your life because he did it to help you
0: and bless you because he loves you. And praise the Lord for that.